I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever listen to our podcast? Like on, on an actual podcast player? I mean, I I used to listen to actually no. I think I've only listened to our podcast once through Spotify. And then every other time it's just been like the raw mm-hmm. the raw recordings. Raw. I like to um like whenever I listen to podcasts in general, I always play it at one one point five X. But it's interesting for me, I, I like I can't listen to ours at that speed. I don't know if we actually talk fast or if it's just, Why? It just sounds wrong. But it sounds fast. Like for most podcasts, I, I kind of get used to it, and it sounds normal. But I guess since I know my voice and I know your voice, and it just sounds like we're talking super fast, you know, it's just I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do talk fast. It's it's one of my uh, anxious ticks, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel I anxious. Do. I just go into it. Me too, and it, it it actually makes things worse a lot of the time because I talk so fast, and then I stumble over my words, and then it you know I sound stupider than i would have sounded if i just talked really slow oh man what wrecks me is when i'm talking super fast to explain something and somebody's just like so i lost you in the beginning part could you go back <laughs> and then i'm just like oh crap i don't even remember what i said could you please tell me get me back to the context have you ever like lost the, you know connection or whatever and gone on talking for like five minutes before you realized it no that's happened to me a couple of times and it is, it's a nightmare. Like if I'm given like I a think, presentation or something. Yeah. I think that that's kind of where I was going. So I don't like do any real presentations anymore unless I really have to or anything like that or talking for long periods of time. So like the push to talk app that, you know, you recommended has mm-hmm. really changed that for me too, where I, I, I don't like holding down the button. So I let go of it as often as I can. Yeah. Yeah, for all the listeners, download Shush on the Mac OS App Store, and that way you can just hold down a key whenever you're talking. It's the best. I don't, I don't know how everybody else deals with manually unmuting every time they want to talk, unlike Zoom well, or whatever. Well, in, in Google Hangouts, it used to just be, a, you know, it used to be Command D, and then you'd like mute and unmute, and that was fine. But then, like, if you're tabbed out of that screen, then it still it doesn't work. You have to actually like be focused on that screen. So like, yeah. With this app, you get to at least you know mute yourself all the time, and then unmute yourself no matter where you are or what mm-hmm. window you're focused on. Yeah, and it throws people for a loop too because you're you show is unmuted, but then they can't hear you if you're not right. holding the key down. And they're like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I'm waiting for someone to call me out on it on like a client meeting or something. I'm just like, Jace, could you please mute? Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's happened to me before. If if like if it's a big call and you can hear somebody making noise and people see that you're unmuted and they just assume it's you, you're like I think you're making yeah. noise. Like, nope. I uh, on an interview one time. I invested somebody... my hard earned money to mute myself, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. What is it like a dollar or something? I think it's like four or three, something like that. Oh yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more. On an interview one time, this because I guess in Google Meet, every time you push to talk, it actually shows you as like muted or unmuted every time because it like automatically recognizes. And I've had people before think that I had some AI like automatic unmuting thing because I just do it so much. You know, it's like click, 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 click. Did you run with it? 
No, that, that would have been nice though. I should have been like, because it was for an interview. Is the main thing I'm talk, I'm thinking about. I should have been like, yeah, I just made this. You know, you it's should, like machine learning. You should have been like, oh, you should have made. You should have been like, I made a uh, machine learning Google plugin that yeah. recognizes my voice. So every time that it starts, it starts recording immediately, and then it like rewinds to the beginning of it, and then plays that back as my audio. Like get like super specific and all of that. Yeah. That was like, oh my god, could you share it with me? And then shit. Just share the other uh, plugin that you have. And just like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, How did you build it? And they're like, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. It's a tunnel. Going through the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Send right. them to like an old uh, GitHub repo that you no longer use but can't access. Be like, oh, I didn't pay for my GitHub account. Oh, I'm sorry. Shoot. It's lost forever. <laughs> what a bummer. They'd be like, why is this called like Time Tracker from 2013? <laughs> exactly so have you ever done uh or thought about doing anything like toastmasters you know what that is yeah uh so i thought about that but then decided to do <laughs> comedy stand-up comedy instead oh yeah right yeah, yeah. like taking that comedy writing class yeah but i mean I same same motivation behind doing either yeah yeah i've been thinking about doing it because normally i wouldn't because you have to go places i don't want to like, go places like what the heck you gotta get out of the house and leave my <laughs> kids with my wife for even longer than she already has them every day and stuff but they're virtual right now so i've been thinking about signing up for that oh nice yeah i don't i don't think i would have like i would take away the same thing from a virtual like, yeah it's not the same yeah like i, I it think really isn't public speaking is so much easier for me on on a call than it is on an actual stage in front of people absolutely maybe that's just because i have well, way more experience with it though well that and i think I think it's just kind of in context, right? We're kind of, uh, we're, we're comfortable at this point of talking to like clients or people we don't know and convincing them that we're not idiots and that we know what we're doing and mm-hmm. they should trust us. So, I mean, it, at least digitally, it's, it's more commonplace for us. I, so you just reminded me that um, I, I talked last time a little bit about social anxiety and I was, I was thinking about trying to find a challenge of like, you know, all of the things that would normally make you nervous. Here's a giant checklist. Go through the checklist, you know, like force yourself to exposure therapy. And I found one and it is horrifying and I'm terrified of it. Let's hear it. Read off the list and then we'll make fun of you and it. All right. Let's see here. Where is the list? It's in my Telegram saved messages. Yep. Here it is. It's called the Mountains to Mole Hills Challenge. It's by, it's by the woman that wrote that book I was reading. All right, let me pick out the ones that seem especially horrifying because there's like 500. Well, not 500. There's like 75 <laughs> right. or something. All right, let's see. Um, walk over to your co-worker. This one doesn't actually apply to me, but it's something that I would normally think is horrifying. Walk over to your co-worker's office cube, etc., to talk instead of messaging them. Really? You wouldn't do that? I feel very weird about that. Just walking up to someone's desk when they're working. That's Oh, man, that's my favorite. That, like, that, that was the only reason why I liked working in the office. Especially with like people like Bloom, who's like uh, when we first were in that small space, like I would, I would get up and walk over to Bloom because he was right next to the whiteboard too, and then just start drawing on the whiteboard what I was trying to work on. And then as soon as I needed his help with like the formula that I was coming up with, I just like, hey Bloom, could you look at this real quick? Uh-huh. And then he'd like turn around and then just be like, oh okay, we'll try this. And then I would like go and mess with it. And then go back to my desk and try it out and then come back if it didn't work and then, like, adjust the thing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, like, that, that I really enjoyed. That kind of collaboration I really, really love. 
That, yeah, that sounds awesome. And it also sounds terrifying for me. I, I, I did work out of an office back in 2009, 2010. There was like seven people. And even, even that amount of people, I just, I was not down with getting up and walking over to somebody's desk and like poking them on the shoulder and being like, hey, can you help me with this? I, so I will say awesome. when I, yeah, the, the company I worked at before, you know, where we work, or where I work now, um, is a small, small startup and there was four people total, <laughs> me being one of them. So like, it became weird to get up and ask for help because I was assigned just all the web stuff. And then like uh-huh. somebody was assigned like all the DevOps stuff. And then the other person was assigned like all the C sharp stuff. So like we our objective C, I think it was, but, and then the other guy was like marketing and sales and everything else. So like we mm-hmm. all had our own little silos. So if I had to get help is always awkward. Cause then I'd be asking like an objective C <laughs> developer how php works or like javascript works and all he would do is just complain about how shitty web development is and everybody (laughs) should stick to the real coding or like yeah i'd I'd walk over to to the guy who's who's in charge of all the devops who's also the cto of this startup and just be like so uh i know you hired me to do this stuff and leave you alone while i do it but uh how does this work Uh (laughs) uh-huh so so that that definitely took some some getting used to, but honestly, that all pushed me into like, you know, being better at Googling for answers that I need. Yeah. And like yeah, going on message boards and stuff. There's definitely a fine line uh, for, you know, for some people. Like, I think some people need to be forced to ask a lot more questions than they do. And some people need to become better at trying to solve their own problems before they ask. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to tough to find like the exact right balance. Man, what I do now, I, I love what I do now. I know it annoys some people because I forget to follow up sometimes. But um, what I'll do is if I have a question or I'm stumped on something, I will ping one to three people the same exact question. Just copy paste the same question to all of them. And then I'll immediately start Googling and trying to find the answer that I'm looking for. And then, well, what, what it does is like then they'll come back. And like sometimes what people do is like, oh, well, I think it would be this and like have some like generalized solution and then at that point i've already like googled a couple answers to like either debate that answer or know that their answer isn't going to work and like try to pick their brain a little more in that direction so that will work you know so you Mm -hmm. you have like context for the uh, the incoming conversations rather than like you know oh well i wasted an entire day searching for an answer didn't find anything would somebody please help me that one's always dumb or like i mean i've been guilty of it but i mean it's not the most efficient way to do it or if they just do no searching and then it's like the first answer that the person you asked Googles and that's the correct answer, then you look like an idiot and just yeah. like, oh, now I'm just wasting other people's time. So like it's it's a mixture of those. But if you ask them immediately before you Google, can't that can't that still happen? Rarely. I mean people people don't usually respond immediately. It's usually like oh, a three minute response time or whatever, which is enough yeah. to like Google and get through like a couple articles to at least you know, get your head around what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I think it was our buddy Joe who, who came up or it, it like first told me about the term guerrilla productivity, guerrilla as in guerrilla warfare. I'm just like, you know, what are these things that you do to be productive that are kind of sketchy and fairly annoying to other people, <laughs> but they're like, just so valuable. Like for me, like blocking slack for long periods at a time is, is guerrilla productivity. Cause like, that's pretty annoying. People can't reach me, you know, for like hours at a time, but I get Pulling so people much into more done. Calls. Yeah, that pulling one. people on the calls. Yeah, or or one that I came across lately is booking a meeting just for the sake of forcing yourself to do a thing. You know, like if you've had something you're procrastinating, you can be like, 
can we pair on this and then book a call with somebody and then that forces you to do it instead of just putting it off for forever yeah um in in the similar vein like uh starting like a new feature or something that you know you're going to collaborate with someone else it is sometimes better to wait till you're both available to start it because then you're you're both on the same page of what like is in the root of all of that that you're both going to mm-hmm. be building off of versus like um i especially when you do like cross teams but you know somebody starts something and runs with it for a week and then it's just like oh well you know these other people are going to help you too it's like oh wait I, I thought I was going to do this whole thing. Okay, yeah. hold on. It doesn't make sense to anybody but me. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, you're, you're, you're tempting me to derail because I have thoughts on that too, but I want to I wanna keep going down this list. So what, how do you feel about this <laughs> right. one? Uh, play a game or a sport that you're not very good at with people you don't know very well. I like it, but I don't do it. So, yeah, basketball was the thing. Like when I was younger, as a kid, I was never really good at it, but... I had friends that would play all the time, and that was always fun. And we'd do pickup games and stuff. So you, like, if you, I don't know, like, if you ended up at, you know, the Y or something, and some people asked you to play a basketball game right now, would you be down for it? I mean, yeah, I'd be like, like yo, assuming COVID wasn't I haven't played. I'd be like, I haven't played basketball in years, and I'm, you know, my cardio ain't up and all that, so. Oh, man. It's going to be rough, but I will run up and down that court for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would. This one is like this is like top of the list for sure in terms of things that would just that I really, really don't want to have to do, and I need to force myself to do it. Yeah, what what would you do? Like, what would be a recreational sport that you would do? I mean, I think that's why I like running. You just do it by yourself. You know, nobody's like depending on you, or nobody really cares about how you do. Right, but that's that's anti what you're trying to do with. Oh yeah, you mean like if I were to challenge myself? Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like tennis I mean, or something. Yeah, any anything. I mean, any any. I'm not really good anything? at any sport, you know. So well, I know that, matter. but I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out which one you're like at least kind of good at. I'm I'm kind of like, good at basketball. I played basketball a lot growing up with, with like my close friends. Never in an actual league. Uh, would so you that'd play probably the be the easiest? No, dude. I think honestly, I think the easiest would be bowling. You should find a bowling league and but just I gotta, go and do that. T- but then I have like a team of people relying on me, right? But it's easiest? like once, but it's once a week for like a couple hours, and it's like it's bowling. It's not serious, and people who take it serious are just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like I wonder, it. Yeah, I wonder if you can join a league where it's specifically for people who suck, because I'd be I'd be down with that. Yeah, I think. I'm. I'm sure there is a casual league for sure. But I mean, even the, in there, you're going to have like the casual elitist that's just like, oh my God, you need to pick up yeah. eight pins. What are you doing? <laughs> oh man, bowling especially is tough for me because like, I, this is this is, this is the recurring pattern for me every, every, know, over the past couple of weeks. It's like everything that anybody talks about, I'm like, oh yeah, social anxiety makes that hard. And bowling, bowling is hard because you throw, you know, you roll it and then you see what happens and then you have to do like the 10 second walk back where you're facing everybody else who's sitting down. You know what I'm talking about? And that's like a thing that most people probably don't care about, but for me, it's super awkward. Guess what? I have an amazing fix for you. What is as it? soon as you let go of the ball, turn around and sit down before the ball hits the pins. But you then you don't have to worry about their and... reaction. Right but, everybody's... right, but everybody's going to see how you bowled while you're escaping their view, and then you're going to be sitting down by the time 
anything happens, so then they're all going to be focused on that, and then you'll already be hidden back in the crowd waiting for your turn again. See, that's a safety behavior. The whole thing about this is you're not allowed to do anything that makes it easier for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you suck at anything that doesn't have safety. (laughs) That's the point. I need to get better at it. But you just keep getting in your own way. All right, what about this? Uh, Sing or hum to yourself in public. Sure, do it. How would you would you do it? Would you be okay with that? I mean, I have done it a bunch of times. I I usually will sing in public to embarrass people, which is really fun. <laughs> like like it, people like friends that are with you or something. Yeah, yeah, like friends and family or like when me and like I'm visiting my mother and we're going through a grocery store. I'll just start singing some absurd song super loudly so that we like get attention. And my mom will freak out. I'm like, shut up! Don't do it! No, shut up! <laughs> I used to have a friend that would do that crap. We'd be in, we'd like go to Walmart or something, and he somehow knew every song that any grocery store or you know like Walmart ever played, <laughs> and he would sing along with all of them. And it was just the worst. That's awesome. Yeah, especially back in the day when it was like bop and shit. Yeah, I was some mad awesome '90s songs back then. <laughs> all right, let me find one more. Wait, no, hold on. What about you? What about what me? about singing and humming? Oh, I hate it. I would never do that. And yeah, never at all. It sounds sounds nightmarish. I cannot imagine. Would you ever, ever doing that? No, like never. Not even if you like rented a booth by yourself and nobody else could record it or like see it. Pe- people could hear. Nobody could. He- nobody could see it. Yeah, nobody could see it or hear it. Just you by yourself in the booth. Oh, well, if it's if there's nobody there, then I'm fine. Like I sing to myself you all think the time. So? Yeah, you would, but like you'd get into it and like fully like into the mic, sing a song. I mean, theoretically, that's no different than me, like, singing in my, you know, in the shower or something, right? Right. But what I was going to say was, was, like, well, then what would happen if, like, a recording came out, like, somebody putting a hidden camera in that little room? Would you, like, then just curl up into a ball and die? Or no, would you, see, like... that would be fine. I'd be, I, I, that would be much easier for me, like, let me put it this way. If, if somebody had a hidden camera and release the recording and 10,000 people saw it after the fact, that would be way easier for me than one person standing there while I did it. But would you never do it again in that case if it was leaked? Or would you, like, would it discourage you from doing it further or again? Or or would it... Mm, I don't know. Depends or would you, like, lean into it? it. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it was funny, you know me, so I would definitely be one of the people that see it. Yeah. So based on my reaction to it, what would you do? Yeah, I don't know. I, this is hard for me to even imagine. Like, it's just so outside of my comfort zone. It, this is like, right. if I were to take baby steps to get there, then that's like 20, 20 baby steps away. All right, I'm going to help your wifey set up some hidden cameras. We're going to get some embarrassing <laughs> video of you. We're going to send it out to the internet. <laughs> send it out to the internet. Dear internet. Well, <laughs> we'll just attach it to our... Uh, our podcast listings. Oh, yeah. Okay, good idea. That, that way 20 people can see it. Hey, that's how it starts. All right, one more. Last one. Why right, last one? We have 39 minutes to fill. Are you, are you enjoying this? <laughs> no, not pull. at all. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, I don't know. Some of these really aren't that bad. So, like, reveal something about yourself. If you really... So, you know, something like, I'm hungry or I love this weather or something like that. That'd be pretty easy for me. Make a phone call without rehearsing, it would be pretty easy for me. Walk the most direct route rather than taking the long way around somebody. It wouldn't be too bad. Ooh, stretch conspicuously at the gym. That would be tough. 
<laughs> I feel like that one's just dumb. What? Like you're you're purposely doing something to get a reaction or to like. Oh no! I mean, that's what they prevent all yourself are. from having a reaction. Yeah, yeah, but that that one just seems dumb to me. There's no like function to that one. I mean, like if you're just out in the public and start singing, that that's one thing, right? But if you're like in a gym and they just start stretching funny so that you get people to look at you so that you feel embarrassed so that you can get over it that uh, that seems a little weird to me it's the same vibe of like uh asking for a discount that you know you won't get or like laying down i love that though or something oh my goodness i i love the asking for a discount even though you know you won't get it or you don't think you'll get it have you heard of the uh rejection rejection proof or rejection therapy have you heard of that guy who did like 100 days of being rejected does that ring any bells no. Oh, man. Okay, so this this guy. I think his name was Jia Zhang. It's J-I-A-J-I-A-N-G, I think. Um, and he he was like a startup guy, and he lost his big investor, and he had to find more investments, and he was too scared of being rejected. So he did this 100-day thing where every day he found some creative way to get rejected, to get really used to it. So the first day was like he walked up to a security yard and asked for, you know, to borrow $100 or something. And the security guard was like, no, what the heck? <laughs> and so he just he ran away, you know, he scampered away. Uh, and he did, he just did that stuff over and over again, just asking for like another one was, um, he went to a, a, I don't know, deli or something and they had free refills like on drinks. So he asked for a, ref- a free refill on his burger instead. And they were like, no, we don't do that. You know, and just all this stuff. Uh, and it's, it's awesome. Like I'm, I'm super into this dude right now and I want to do this. It sounds like fun. Then why don't you do it? Well, it's hard. So one thing about it, I've realized it's really hard to do this when there's, when COVID is a thing. Like I'm never out in public, and that's where you have to do all these things. So I gotta, I gotta be more but creative I mean, about you it. You can, you can also just start by being rejected constantly. Virtual rejection. Sure. I mean, it's not hard for you, but a normal person would have to go out of their way to get rejected every day. <laughs> Chase, will you go on a date with me? Yes. Dang it! Backfire. <laughs> ha ha! Trapped you. <laughs> not, not only Got do you I. Now. Did I not get rejected, but now I have to go on a stupid date with this idiot? Yeah, and then I'll embarrass you on the date. We'll sing in public oh, and ask people for money. You'll sing in public. I'll run away. <laughs> <laughs> ask to talk to a manager at a store. That would be really hard. <laughs> I think that one could be funny. If, you, if you're if you just like, oh shit, you actually got your manager. Uh, uh, how's it I, going? I, <laughs> I think it's funny to think about funny ways to do that. Like, ask just, like, a totally normal question and get an answer, and then, for no reason at all, get really mad and ask to talk to the manager, you know? Be like, do you have this in another size? And they're like, yeah, it's right here. And you're like, can I speak to your manager? <laughs> just out of nowhere. I'd love that. Kind of messed up, though. Just messing with that person's day for no reason. Yeah, I think they a would, lot of They would have to be like a non joke. I, I remember, so one thing this guy did that actually kind of went viral, and I remember hearing about it at the time, is he, he asked, he went to, like, Krispy Kreme or some dunk, some donut place, and asked to get donuts cut in the shape of Olympic rings. And the poor person working in there actually did it. Like, she worked really hard on it for, like, 15 minutes and tried to make it look good and brought it out. And was just like, what do you think? Is this okay? And she was the nicest person ever. And the guy was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. I was trying to get rejected, and you went to all this work. Uh, yeah, so. Well, yeah, that's, there's that's always the thing, a too. Yeah, you get the, the people pleasers out there mm-hmm. that are just like, I can do it. And it's good proof that you never know what people will do if you don't ask them to. Yeah, I expect nothing from anyone. So, I mean, if they do anything, I'm just like, oh, this this continues. I have to I have to continue like interacting oh. with you. Okay, hold on. What's the next step?
<laughs> you know, this has nothing to do with anything, but you just reminded me of it. Like, it really annoys me when you're having a, especially on Slack or like a back and forth texting conversation with somebody where you're just like, you know, short responses, everything's easy going, whatever. And then they send some randomly send some like really long detailed response to something you said. And then you're like, well, dang it. Now I'm looped into this giant conversation and I got to like give this the respect it deserves, you know, and send a big response no, you back. That Well, yeah, that says who? Lately, I've been so I, I'm. There's this one guy that I've been emailing with, emailing with sometimes, and he'll um, he he'll send like super long emails. And for a while, I tried to match it, you know, just be like, I respect you, and I respect how much work you put into this, and I'm gonna send back a really long, thought out response. And then after a while, I just started sending like two sentences. It's just like, who has time for that crap? But yeah, the expectation is yeah. always there. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of like this though, right? We're like. <laughs> We we do these podcasts, and then if if we talk to somebody who who like listens to the podcast, we want feedback. But then they're just like, "Oh, it's all right." And it's like, mm-hmm. "Well, we we did the podcast. Did any kind of feedback, like even if it's terrible, just, just tell me it's fucking terrible. That's more than just like eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just anything. Say something. But it, yeah. But again, like they don't owe me anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't owe them anything. The fact that they listen to it, they're just wasting their own time on it. That's. That's supposed to be the exchange, right? That's that's mm-hmm. the in that's the ask enough type of thing. Yeah, and then yeah, everything yeah, yeah. else is like sugar on top. Yeah, it's the sugar on top that, that gets me. I don't, I don't, I don't have the energy for the sugar on top. That's why I hate small talk. I'm not here for the sugar. What are you here for? I don't know. <laughs> so that's the question, isn't it? I love that. We should make that a, a um, like a poll quote or something. I'm not here for the sugar. What are you here for? Pause. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of like the I don't know, my life, right? Is I, I don't know like what I want. I just know what I don't want. And mm-hmm. like it's been happening for 35 years. So I have like this giant mountain of things that I don't want. <laughs> and then I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't weird. want no sugar. I definitely got to learn how to make goals. That's that's something I need to do. Oh, yeah. You reminded me, by the way. This is the answer to my member. I always remind you. Stup- yeah, you remind me of a lot of things. This is the good thing about this podcast. You often remind me of things uh, that I have to do. But the my, my whole goal. Do I remind about, you of like, a girl that you once knew? Was her name Stacy's mom? Are you singing a song right now? <laughs> it was lyrics, but wrong, wrong song. Wrong song. <laughs> I knew it was a song. That's something. Um, but my, my first goal about public speaking, like that sucks. My new goal is to pick the really hard things from this list and try and do them. It's going to be a very hard three, mm. three months. Well, I mean, do you, do you actually go grocery store, like to the grocery store anymore? Sometimes rarely, but yeah, it's probably been a few weeks. I go to the gas station, but you also got, well, I mean, you also got vaccinated as well, right? I mean, yeah, just start. Going to grocery stores instead of ordering Instacart or whatever, and then just start singing and talking to the random people and asking for managers uh, and stuff. Start singing. But oh, man, I mean, this is, you this can start by like humming very softly as you push the cart. Nobody's going to fucking hear you. And you're behind a mask, so nobody's going to see that you're doing it. <clears throat> All right. See, this is when I got to start bringing it. So the, that book I read gives you this whole framework. It's like, specify, what are you exactly afraid of? None of this... You know, everybody will think I'm weird crap. Like, you got to be specific. This person right here in this aisle might think I'm weird for a second. And that's much more, that's much less scary. If I think about that, then that's not as bad. And then you got to think about, like, how much does that actually matter? Not at all. How would you cope? You would just move on with your day. 
you know none of this stuff actually matters if you really think about it i gotta i gotta do it man i gotta push on it this yeah, is my new thing for sure do it yeah this is my new thing this is i'm all in on this right now yeah you're all in about talking about this right now i that's true that's I, I just want our listeners to know how distraught you were when i like told you to go into a grocery store and start doing these things <laughs> <laughs> your face just totally changed. You slumped in your chair. All of it. You were like destroyed by real. just a suggestion. You're making right? it real. I don't want it to be real. I just want it to be I'm just re- plans. I'm just showing you the opportunity that you created for yourself. Yeah, you're giving me opportunity feedback. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you always got to be careful. Have you ever heard that thing about how um, if you if you have a, a big plan, like if you if you plan to I don't know run a half marathon or something, and you tell all your friends about it, then that can make you less likely to do it because you, you kind of feel that jolt of reward just from telling them enough that you might not actually right. end up doing it. So, I, yeah, I got to watch that. I got to make sure I'm not just talking about this with you to the point that I don't actually do anything about it. Right. That's why I didn't tell anyone I was doing a half marathon except for the person that was going to run it with me for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that <laughs> was pretty out of nowhere when you did it. <clears throat> All right. Hey, we're not at the end now, and I remember we need to talk about reviews. You think we've gotten any reviews since last time? Talking about reviews? I doubt it. Did we actually? I don't know. I'm going to check. That would be a beautiful surprise. You would think it would like It'd email me or something. Ridiculous, right? All right, let's Yeah, that, see. that's uh, why. I think you would know before actually like yeah. going and checking. We have one rating. Still my wife. If you've made it 30 minutes in this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and review us, please. And we will read it on the air. On the air. Are, are we only? Re- I don't. I don't know. But are we only gonna <laughs> talk about Apple reviews? I don't. Can you so review strange. it anywhere else? I don't know if you can review it anywhere. else. I have no idea. You can't on Google Podcasts. I know that. Um, is it, oh, is it just like a ranking then on like Google Podcasts or something? Yeah, I think they rate it. They they rank it by number of plays or something. But Apple Podcasts, if you get good reviews, that actually moves you higher in the rankings. Oh, interesting. So we're definitely not going up in the rankings in Apple ever. <laughs> no, I can't even figure out how to review it myself. So I don't know. I'm not going to be very helpful. <laughs> well, I'm not, uh, I can't say I'm not an Apple user anymore since work kind of changed that for me. But um, yeah, personally, I'm not an Apple user. Like I don't have an iPhone or anything. Yeah, I know. I've been thinking about getting an iPhone for my next phone. I, I thought about it. it, but nothing about it makes me want to. <laughs> I don't like other than it's different. My only thing is just that that way it won't be quite as annoying to text with people who are on iPhones, you know, because like whenever they like a message. Well, it's like whenever there's a group chat and a bunch of people are in are on iMessage and they'll like like and love and, you know, respond to a million things. And that actually sends it as a new message. If you're on Android, like blah, 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 love to that message. It's just so annoying on group chats. Yeah, so that alone yeah. almost makes it worth it for me. All right. I want to talk about meetings. You want to talk about meetings? Haven't we basically been talking about meetings? No, we have not. Let's dig into this. How are you feeling about meetings? They are fucking worthless. How many hours a week do you spend in meetings? Rough estimate. Fuck. It's actually only about, I want to say, 10 to 15 hours. And how how much do you think you should spend in meetings? Like, how much of that is not valuable, do you think? 10 to 14 hours <laughs> so there's like half an hour of value in there for you 
I mean, there's an hour's worth, I would say. Like, well, if you think about it, if we're just building towards a deadline, I just need the stand-up in the mornings. I need to give my stand-up, and that, I mean, I don't even really need a meeting for that. I could just do it via text. Just, this is why we're last 24. This is what I'm working for. Next 24, any blockers, move the fuck on. So you collaborate asynchronously for everything, or you don't collaborate? Like with, I mean, I collaborate asynchronously, asynchronously anyway. Like I'm, I'm collaborating with UX designers while I'm sitting in meetings. I'm not fucking doing anything in, as it is. So I mean, it literally getting rid of those meetings is just removing me being stuck with like all this background noise of people talking about urgency and importance and you know how things can be better but we'll never make it better because we have more meetings to talk about how they can be better instead of actually doing anything to make them better well but what about so for me the scariest thing maybe not the scariest but one of the scary things about that is not like if you're not having planning meetings then the first time you will have ever seen a ticket is when you pick it up like first of all how would you know what to work on and second of all how would you know what anything means if it's just a wall of tickets you've never seen before because I'm a developer that can read code and knows how to do my job. Like, the, all those meetings, like, the tickets can be written in a way that a developer doesn't need to know context at all. They, it's just like, here, build thing. It needs to do X, Y, Z. It needs to look like this. Just do it to the spec of the Figma or the Zeppelin or whatever the mock-up is. Done deal. And all of that just inside of the, of the ticket. And then on top of that, what you can do is just write test notes when you're done and then just ship it off to whatever, like whatever QA system or person or thing that you have. But, but it could be much more streamlined. You're describing a code monkey, though. Is that what you want to be? Right. Yes. I've been saying that for seven years. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Let me be a code monkey? Oh, man. Yes. This consultant shit is such bullshit i don't care to talk to clients i just don't like honestly talking to clients ruins the brand names for me like it, it well, i just yeah. yeah i can i can get not wanting to talk to clients but like don't you want to say into you know how how we do the work or or what makes sense to do next or you know like how the big pieces should fit together like things that require discussion not if i have to sit in meetings to decide that so if you for the sake, you know, say, say that you only had stand up every day, you never had another meeting and the rest of your, you know, like the rest of your, I don't know, however many years you're a developer was there's a ticket waiting for you. You pick it up, you work on it, you ship it off, you pick up the next ticket. And that's just how you spend all day every day. That's good. Yeah. And then I get to log the fuck off and not talk to anybody like that is an amazing day. That is so fascinating to me. You so the the, the sense of being a team like, would you would you feel like you were a part of a team if that was how you worked? As long as other cogs in the machine fucking worked. But would would you talk to each other? I mean, like, yeah, there's you... still chat and stuff. I mean, like, so I mean, just on the current project I have, I I talk with I back channel with other devs all day, but we're still highly productive and get stuff done. And I'm even like collaborating on a feature with another dev, and we're just connecting asynchronously as we go along like it's just like oh this one thing did you work on it nope cool i'm gonna build it right now okay i don't have to worry about my ticket done deal now that feature is also done and inside this new feature like it's it literally is that simple we 
neither of us need to be a part of any of the planning, of the designing, none of it. All of it is just whatever. Just tell us what you want and tell us what it needs to do. Man, have you ever thought about asking to do this as a, oh, you know what? So I've, I've thought before about having, um, what did I call it? Uh, like, f- like focus days with accountability, I guess, something like that. Like where everybody on the team has one day a week where they have no meetings and they're not expected to be in Slack unless they have questions for themselves that they need to ask to move forward. Um, and I think it'd be really interesting to see what would happen if, if you did entire weeks like that. If you proposed like, for the next week, let me just do that and then see how my productivity, you know, like goes. And if anybody feels like they missed out on anything. Like what if you could do that one week a month? You know, what if you could make a case for that? Would that, would that be happy for you? Uh, I would like to make it a career, not a one week a month thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I do I do know that a lot of people wouldn't go for it. I think in general, just because everybody has to micromanage or like be a part of it or like touch it or see it or be like, oh my god, I need to be able to talk about what Jace is doing. Otherwise, he's going to run off and build the whole thing by himself, and then it'll work. And then oh my god, we might actually get money for something that we did. Oh. It's it's so weird. It, it's so weird to me that it's like nobody can leave me alone for a day and let me bring a feature back and be like, all right, it's done. Versus, oh well, while you're working on it and trying to make that crazy deadline that you're doing, we're gonna have four meetings in between to try and figure out how we can change the context of what you're doing so vastly that you have to start all over again, but still make that same deadline. Ready, uh-huh. go. I have so many thoughts. I don't even know where to start. Um, all right, let me start. Let me start here. Have we talked about Shape Up before? Do you know what Shape Up is? No. Okay, so Shape Up is a book slash a development process written by Ryan Singer, the guy from Basecamp. Um, and there's a there's a lot to it that I think is really interesting. But one of the one of the most interesting parts is that a team in Shape Up is teeny. It's like two it's like one designer one developer or two developers and one designer so two to three people on a team and basically what you do is you give this team a big meaty feature and you leave them alone for six weeks and then see what they come up with so you you know you're no meetings no stand-ups uh, except whatever they decide they need within that tiny little team and then six weeks later you kind of see what they what they built um would you be down for this so that yes, but that's that's definitely a recipe for like either some there, there's no in between on that right like e- either I go into that situation and something really good comes from it or something really bad happens while I'm there. Because well, if if you trust your people though, like well, why right? But that's the thing, right? Like I I mean I've never once in my entire career been able to choose who I get to fucking work with. My entire career has been oh. like, oh, well, you're not going to be able to work with those people. Are you going to be okay with that? It's like, okay, what what the fuck ever? Who cares, right? It's about the work. So that's what I'm saying is like, if I don't get to choose the personalities, the other personalities on that team, or somebody isn't like purposely curating this team based around personalities and how we work, we would work together, then, I mean, it could be a disaster, an immediate disaster. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, it only works if you're, like, really cool with the person that's on your team or the people that are on your team. That doesn't have to be really cool, just, like, not opposing work styles. Yeah, but the, but can you think of people that, like, you, you would be excited to work with that closely? Yes. Yeah, 
And so, but that, but that's the problem is they're also really good at their jobs. So of course they're going to be on everybody else's team. So then if this was too, if this were to become a reality, me getting the ideal team that I wanted would be slim to none. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know though, man. I, I mean, it, it depends so much on like the team and the manager and the client and stuff, but I, there are definitely Absolutely. projects I've, I've been a part of where if me and another person said, I think this would be good for us, can we just do it as, as even like a, a two-week experiment? Like, give us a big feature and leave us alone for two weeks. Um, I think that some teams would be okay with that. Six weeks is a long time, especially for like the first cycle. But two I mean, weeks, like, one sprint. So, for instance, right now, on my current project, we, we are kind of doing this. So, like, me and two other developers from our company are specifically siloed in this COVID-related feature that we're building. Um, and they're just like, yeah, you guys get to do all this stuff. Just run with it and get it done. Um, but then we have, we're, we're having daily issues with getting finalized copy, um, designs that are ridiculous or out of scope of, you know, the work that we're doing or, you know, refactors that just aren't going to happen in the short timeline and, you know, stuff like that. So like, me and the two other devs, perfect team. I mean, we could get all the dev stuff done 100% in whatever time they want us to. But then you throw in like the one extra designer who doesn't fully grasp the the what we're doing and like the context in which we're doing it and like which versions of the styles they are or which version of the iteration we're updating and like all those types of you know, tiny details that matter a whole ton, especially when you go back to test, um, like specifically like updating the V 1.0 Figma versus the 1.1 and, you know, just updating everything in 1.0 when everything's supposed to be 1.1. And then the tester goes back to test 1.0 and everything has all the designs for 1.1. And you're just like, no, wait, we need to like go back and, you're not supposed to be, you know, testing mm-hmm. against these brand new designs. You're supposed to be testing against the designs that are there right now. So then, you know, you lose a bunch of time doing that, and then it's just a giant circle jerk. And then, you're like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's then, then it, then it starts getting like frustrating and annoying, and then I don't like it anymore. And then even though I'm working with two developers that you know I I work on any project on, the, this one in particular is not fun. Even though I'm in like an almost ideal situation oh man that that all seems fixable though like there's got to be a way to fix that that crap i mean it would be yes if if they wanted to fix it yeah i don't know there's just i, I really want to try shape up i think it's just it's so interesting and i i, I think if you like, i do yeah, like I, think you, what's I like the idea yeah I mean, it, you're right. It it depends on getting the right people together. But if you can get two people or three people who you know work really well together, like s- senior productive people who are gelled and aren't dealing with chaos, you know, of meetings and just random crap all day, like they can get so much accomplished in a few weeks like that. Truly, truly what should happen, especially in agency life, is these, these shape up teams should just be roaming teams. Like it should be well-oiled machines that just like mm-hmm. oh this project is behind several weeks we need you know to just this team to come in and just do all the front end stuff real quick like yeah make all the css all pretty or refactor all the css so it's tailwind now or whatever it is right mm-hmm. like this is your one task one feature 
you, we need it by this deadline. This is your only focus. You have no other meetings. Go. I would love it. would love every second of that. I think now that I'm thinking about it too, I think one, one problem of it uh, about it, depending on where you work, like in an, in a typical agency that's maybe doing like 500,000 to a million dollar projects, there's not really a single chunk you can bite off and just give to that team that takes multiple weeks to do, you know, there's like, well, especially with like, tasks. yeah, especially with, um, like getting accounts and emails and stuff that would actually work and all of that. Like any VPN access that you need to get or anything, it all just takes so much time. Well, it get oh, oh, it takes so much like time to get them all the permissions on. and access and yeah, yeah, it, especially yeah, for yeah. like that team. It yeah, that would be kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would uh, maybe I can. So like, what I'm thinking is, what what is a distinct thing? Like, what's an ep- uh, You know, if we're talking in terms of epics, what, what's an epic you could give to a team of two really productive coders that, that would take multiple weeks to accomplish? There's not just there's not really that many that, that take that long, you know. There's what do we do that takes a collective, you know, ten weeks of dev time, ever? I mean, you could build out like a whole front end, but then, like, I mean, JavaScript and all the interactions that you can without any like backend data if it wasn't available. But I mean, if mm-hmm. if it was available or if you get sample data of what it will look like, then you could have those devs just run off and be in the silo and build your entire front end. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, I guess I can think of a couple. I, on my last, uh, for a client project, there was this big, like, calculator system we had to build. It was, you know, it was like configurable calculators with graphs and stuff. And you had APIs to get data in there that it used. And, you know, all of that would probably take take that long. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, if you're building CMS powered marketing sites for clients, it's, it's just, you're not doing a lot of custom work a lot of the time. Okay, I, yeah. I guess you're working on a mobile app that probably has a lot of stuff that I'm not not thinking about but but same same barrier to entry it's like all the vpn and access shit yeah that's true yeah i mean it takes annoying. a couple weeks at least that would be man, <laughs> I wouldn't that, that would be the dream job to just have have you and like one other person that you were just super down with that just traveled to project to project building out cool crap and then you move on that'd be so much fun it would be but i mean it's also a pipe dream there's no there's no way that I get to do that and not have to like report back to someone or have someone looking over my shoulder to be like, are you actually working? Like, Man. yeah, if I was I just know. untethered like that. I I think that if it uh, if you ever get to a point where you're ready to quit, then maybe that would be a maybe it's like, let me do this or I quit type situation. I think I think you might be able to find I, somebody who would let you do it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to to do the like I'm, I'm do this or I'm a quit type of thing. But I get well, what you're not, saying, yeah. Not like to, just to try though. something new before, before actually like deciding if I wanted to quit or not. You mean? Yeah. Like this isn't working anymore. I need to try something else. How about this? Yeah. Or I'm telling you, it. I'm, I'm Good. telling you, I'm, I'm going to start that practice. I almost got Eric to to agree with me today about it. What was it? What was it called? Nobody, the the nobody heart. Uh, what was it? No one cares. Work harder. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the best. Is everybody just join up on a call and then I'll I'll be like, hey, how's it going? And then as soon as you say a word, just be like, nobody cares. Work harder. And then end the call. <laughs> kick everybody from the meeting. Oh man, I love that. I want to see the types of people you attract to that practice. It'd be a, just a bunch of super it, productive people who just don't give a crap. 
it yeah it, it is funny of the people who who have like i'd totally go to that versus the people who are just like who would go to that yeah it's like oh yeah that's why no one will remember your name yeah that's like when i when i had that million dollar idea of a a, uh, a startup where it was uh, hire a jerk you remember that when i was really excited about hire a jerk yeah <laughs> And like it does, so for the listeners, the whole the whole thing behind this is like if you have tasks that you're procrastinating or you're you know you have trouble getting through your to do list or whatever, it's this startup where you send a real person your to do list at the beginning of the day, and then they just like relentlessly belittle and insult you about not getting crap done until you send them proof that you got through it all. So you're hiring somebody to be a jerk to you to force you to to do work. And when I shared I that just around, imagine. It was, hey, go ahead, what? I just imagine like all all the people who are just like this is a terrible idea. Who yeah. would want this? Exactly. Yeah. So it was like a small set of people who were like, "Oh my god, that would be so great." People that like respond well to insults, you know, like the drill drill sergeant type thing. And then there were right. a bunch of people who were super triggered by it. Like, why would I pay someone to be mean to me? There are enough mean people in the world already. I don't need to pay for that. <laughs> Make me feel bad. So That's, yeah, it's uh... very polarizing. It is fun when when something like that is so polarizing because you're just like, wait, you don't want to be that. That's totally how I stay productive. Is somebody's on the on me, just like, hey, did you fucking do the thing? Did you do the thing? Why didn't you do the thing? What you don't know how to do the thing? Oh, do we have to get you a tutor? Do we need to make your mom do the thing? I pay. Right, yeah, you need me to call your mommy, huh? Huh? <laughs> that would be so good, man. I would just, I would love that so much. Like, if I could just have somebody just, you know, if and I do this all the time. I'll have something that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this today, and then it's the end of the day, I haven't done it. If I get to have somebody reach out to me and be like, are you freaking kidding me? You still didn't do that, or you are worthless. <laughs> like, you are terrible at this job. Are you ever going to do anything you say you're going to do? Like, that would help me so much, for real. I really wish this existed, and I didn't have to create it myself. Well, you could be the number one jerk. That was my plan. I was going to I was gonna quit my job and just be a jerk all day. Instead, you kept your job and you're still a jerk all day <laughs> nobody pays me for for being a jerk right now <laughs> it's not fair is that not part of your title yeah that nobody nobody understands the value that being a jerk brings <laughs> if only see anything my my eyeballs have never been so itchy any drops oh allergy stuff yeah man I, nobody I, cares work harder <laughs> i'm trying i'm about to rip my eyeballs out hard enough <laughs> Uh yes. All right, wrap us up, JC. Closing thoughts. Keep the readers are talking about? until next are we, week. I thought we were going to ramble for six minutes like we normally do, just uh, to fill the I'm, time. That's what I'm asking you to do. Oh well, today on we should be working with Critter and Jace. We went over why Critter sucks. <laughs> that's it's pretty the close. End. <laughs> I'm gonna make That's that, what uh, we do in every episode. Is is you're just like, hey, this prompt that I thought about a lot, and then the end of the discussion is always, oh, I suck. I need a therapist. That's a pretty. We we found a niche for ourselves. I'm okay with this. That we suck and we need therapy, so we're just gonna talk about it every week. Yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting to hear why people suck, and I also get a lot out of talking. This is like a, a this is its own therapy session. You know, you force like even today, you force me to to get real about this challenge thing that i said that keeps what challenge thing the, cha- the the checklist thing all the things that i have to do oh yeah all that was this things. episode huh 
Yeah, it was like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm totally paying attention to everything that we do on this podcast. Definitely not distracted during the workday. <laughs> Of all the people to start a podcast with, <laughs> freaking Jace. <laughs> well, yeah, in the world. <laughs> the, well, the saddest part is that you wouldn't have started a podcast unless it was me prompting you to start one. Much like you trying to hire a jerk, you had me in your pocket going, hey, let's do this. Let's mm. do this. Hey, how about this? Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time when I tried to start a podcast on my own and I recorded. I was, I, I was going to call it the Five Minute Code Show. I would talk for five minutes about some cool, you know, like programming language or framework or something. But I recorded exactly one minute of me talking about closure. And I was just like, I hate this. This is, I'm not going to do this anymore. So that's all. It took one minute for me to realize that I couldn't do it by myself. Do you ever find it hard talking to me in the work context when I hate talking about work? No, I think that's the most fun. Okay. I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a barrier for some people. Like if if they're trying to talk to me about like, oh, what are you working on on your project? And tell me about the code and stuff just for like small talk. It's like, no. And then they're just like, oh, I have nothing else to connect with you with. Oh, my God. I don't know how to talk to you. I'm going to go away now. Wait. Like, okay. So what are you asking me exactly? Like, I don't know. I, I like that we, we talk about like processes and people problems versus like code problems if that makes sense like everybody wants to talk about like code problems and like what languages are you using and what frameworks are you using oh do you know about this technique or this technique oh but if you do this technique it's better and i'm just like shut up nerds see that's interesting to me that you would say that because based on that i would assume that you would love sprint planning and would love retros and would you know like be serious about being a manager but, but no, you're saying that you would you would be totally happy to just write code all day every day for the rest of your life, and never talk about it. Yeah. So you like writing, you just don't like talking about it. Absolutely. So then, why do you why do you like talking about process and stuff so much? If the whole point is to get out of meetings, because they're always wrong, and there's always a right way <laughs> to fix it, and wrong ways to fix it, and everybody likes to do wrong solutions, which is very fascinating to me. And I like to be the person who's like, well, this is the way they'll actually work. Everybody's like, oh, but, you know, we got to do it this way. And then it's like, okay, well, then that failed. Well, you're going to try it now. My way? You're going to try it my way now? Yeah? Yeah, because that's the right way. Is it the, you know, is it like a State Farm commercial where there's the guy and he's like, oh, you almost got it with the little fishing rod, you know, holding like a dollar. (laughs) That was the voice he just did. Almost there. (laughs) Almost there. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's. I'm the same way. I get super bored talking about code and I get really excited talking about processing people and stuff. But for me, it makes sense because I pursued a whole career of processing people and your whole career is code. Well, yeah, but the code doesn't really change. Like we're we're using, we've been using the same framework on this project for over two years now, three years now. Yeah. So like, it's like, I don't want to talk about the code that I've been staring at and, or the framework or the language that I've just been staring at and doing day in and day out all the time. I want that to be like boxed up and stored away and then talk mm. about something that fucking matters. And then, yeah. but then, but then you also have to fight the side of like not mentoring and stuff like that of like, Oh, well if we don't talk about code, then what am I teaching and blah, blah, blah. So like, there's a time and place for it, for sure. Like, if I was mentoring someone, clearly I would have to talk more code nerdy. 
but like I don't know. I, I never see code as a way of like an entry point to get to know someone or like, oh, this is my this is my chance to talk to this person because we both know CSS. Mm-hmm. What, it's what more, it's you, more of that. What year did you first start doing anything coding related? Like, was it when you went to school for it? No. Um, Jesus. It was 90. 97? 98? What the crap? When you were like, what, 14 or something? We... Yeah, we, we used to do, like, Macromedia Flash stuff, and then we used to make these crappy little one-off websites at, like, GeoCities and AngelFire back in mm-hmm. the day. And, and I mean, we'd just, just, like, make the web page one day and then totally forget how to log back into it the next day. And just be like, oh, we'll start another one. And it's just a bunch of those pages all, like, mm-hmm. every day. And, we, and what we did in, like, the Macromedia Flash stuff was we did lyric videos <laughs> way back when. For those so, Like, fun. for songs? Lyrics for songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the one that I remember the most is uh, that we probably put the most time in is "My Words Are Weapon" by Eminem in D12. It's like super old, vulgar song, but like we were listening to it and we would just like play it, and then we'd like loop over it and then make like the tweens and stuff, and we like make it all go to work together and sync up, and it's pretty fun. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So what I was getting at is my hypothesis is that uh, if there was a chart of like. Let's see. X-axis is how long you've been writing code. And Y-axis is how much you enjoy talking about code. I think you would just see it like steadily going down on average. You know, like the longer you've been doing it, yeah. the less you, you want to talk about it. And in, in general, I think that's pretty true. Because like most of the people that I know who are just super excited to talk about, you know, like the latest technique they found out about or whatever, they've only been doing it for like three or four years or less. And it's, or- still, it's still fresh. Or that's all they like about code. Like, they don't actually like coding. They like coding new things and figuring out new things. Like, there mm. are people who do that and just like, oh, what's the new framework? I'm going to jump in that and learn that. And, okay, once I know that, I'm on to the next thing. And and so they they do more of that type of thing versus, like, okay, I know this language. I'm going to learn this language. I'm going to code in this language. Okay, this language uses these frameworks. This is the most common frameworks. I know these. I'm just going to code in these for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's those yep. people that are just like, oh, it's a new JavaScript framework. Oh, cool. I'm an expert in that. Oh wait, that's gone now. What's the next thing? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely remember. Like, I was, I was like that for sure for maybe the first six or so years. I want to say maybe even longer than that, but definitely within the past three or four years, it's it's gone. Like, I just don't care anymore. It's not a fun thing to talk about. And I think that the the people who, like, I can think of a few people who have been doing it for decades and still just love it, you know, just still love talking about it and love thinking about it. And like, that's their thing. And yeah, I mean, those are the people that can spend their whole life writing code and become like principal engineers at really big companies and stuff. But it's pretty obvious that that's not me. And I think that's not most people. And I think that's why most, most people go to management within like the first 10 or 15 years. That would make sense. I mean, I, I see myself ending up in management just because... At some point, I'm, I don't know, just just coding and then having to deal with the people that to get that code in and then like to production and everything is is Mm going to give me an aneurysm. And then I'm going to (laughs) like dedicate the rest of my life to fixing the processes that gave me the aneurysm. I feel like that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I want to think more about this. I wonder if there's some specific personality trait or something that's like the differentiator. The people that get tired of it and the people that just don't and can do it for for decades and still be excited about it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's science brain versus people brain or something. Something like that. 
But wouldn't that make me a people brain? I don't think I'm a people brain. Mm, I don't know what you are. You're an enigma. <laughs> I am. I am one of them. <laughs> As you I am an anomaly. Sketchily. Hey, yep. I'm done with you. Yes. No, you're not. You have to talk to me for at least another minute. No, I don't. But I, I'm really excited about our date. And I hope you Where take are we going? me somewhere nice. No, you have to choose. You're the man. Okay, well, what are you wearing? Just this. Do I look nice? That's what you're going to dress in for a date? You're fucking worthless. Well, where are you going to take me? If it's somewhere How, fancy, how did you ever get married? What in the actual fuck? I, I truly believe that if you did not find Nancy when you were a teenager, you would still be single today. Oh, I say that. All, I literally said that earlier today. Yeah, that's yeah, I 100% yeah, yeah. would be. Because, like, who who the heck else would, you know? Like, I, I randomly, accidentally got Nancy to like me when I was, like, a freshman in high school. And, you know, that worked out. If that didn't happen, yeah, there's just no chance. I'd be single for sure. <laughs> no chance. At all. Even if yeah. even if there were even if I even if I had game and you know like was able to 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 make it happen, just stop. I hate everybody no, no, no. Else. you don't even have to, you don't even have to like waste thought process on that statement because I mean it just it's never gonna happen. Just, just it's okay. <laughs> you have saying, no game. I was saying I hate most people. Like living with a person, <laughs> raising children with a person. Like there's nobody I could stand to do that with except for Nancy. This is no true. Chance. I believe that. Okay, get ready. You're the worst. Yeah, Love see, you. now it's been a whole minute. Now I got what I wanted. <laughs> well, congratulations. Be gone. Bye. I'm done with you.